0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, where today is Tuesday, and on Tuesday, as you know, is the day and the time where we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, where you will be given biblical teachings for myself as well as others, and you are allowed or have the ability to call in if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. Now, today's topic is entitled The Power of Choice. Now, when we talk about choices, choices can be like the fork in a road, because many individuals may not realize it, but we have the ability to make decisions, and we have a choice in some matters. And a lot of times individuals feel like either their choices can be taken away from them or they don't have the ability to make choices. Some individuals say that they've made quite a few bad choices or how do you make a good choice? Now, sometimes it may not be easy to come up with a decision and some individuals struggle with the decision-making process. But there is not a day that we don't make some type of choice. However, Do we always make the right choices? Yay or nay? So if you want to call in, if you have any questions, comments, concerns as it relates to this matter, give me a call, 516-387-1914. Now, I got somebody here that don't want to be on the show. You know you didn't. (laughs) I think so. Oh my God. So he said his choice is not to be on the show, but we're going to see how, if he can sit here and be quiet because I doubt if he can nice
0: since
1: idea. I don't know how to be feminine. So, mm, that's, so that's choice. the choice. So, we're going to talk about that as we're talking about the choices. So, we're waiting on um, Revan Johnson to call in and we're going to get started pretty much with the show because a lot of times we start talking about choices. Individuals may not realize that there is power in making a choice, and a lot of times individuals feel like their um, power has been taken away. So let me. Looks like the revenue's logged on. Good morning. How are you doing? Hello.
2: Are you talking to me?
1: Um, you the only one on the show?
2: How you doing? Oh, okay. Okay. I just came in. I heard that, you know. The
1: well, you see, my mood, you see how my mood is, my mood is shifting? Because I feel like people picking on me for no reason. Y'all just picking on me. Uh, I don't be try trying picking. to play that
2: sweet party, Anna.
1: <laughs> I know you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, people are picking on me now. So I'm even going to have to go on a Facebook Live because I forgot to go on Facebook Live to let them know that I was on the show today because, you know, I'm kind of running late. I thought I was
2: starting up early. So tell the listeners who you are. Okay. Uh, my name is Reverend Johnson. I am Associate Minister at Greater True Friendship uh, Missionary Baptist Church under the tutelage mm-hmm. of uh, Reverend Dr. Michael L. Wilson,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, I love the Lord. Okay.
1: Now, you made a comment. You said you love the Lord, and we're talking about choices today. Now, the, the word choice has been brought up quite a few times on some of the shows that we've done. When we're talking about choices and making choices, and you made a comment, and you said you love the Lord. Now, was that a choice for you, or was that something that your parents inflicted on you, made you do? You
2: know how we had that
1: saying that I was drugged to church? So how
2: did you get to the point to where you decided to make a choice to love the Lord? Well, number one, if your
1: parents
2: make you do it, that's not your choice, is it? Mm-hmm. If you are drug to church, that's not your choice. I mean, mm-hmm. any time that anybody makes you do something, the choice is taken out of your hands. But see, mm-hmm. there's one thing that God can't do and won't do, and that's to violate our will.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And there's one power that we have that God does not control, and that's the power of choice. Mm-hmm. Now, over in uh, Joshua, the 24th chapter, in the 15th verse, it reads, And if it seems evil to you to mm-hmm. serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom mm-hmm. you will serve. He's talking about making a okay. choice. Whether the gods which were your fathers served They were on the other side of the river, or the gods Mm -hmm. of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we (laughs) will serve the Lord. It's a choice. Wow. Wow. matter of fact, Jesus went further. He said, no man can Mm -hmm. serve two masters, because you will love one and despise the others. That Mm -hmm. dictates you making a choice. Mm -hmm. We wake up every day with a series Mm -hmm. of choices that we have to make. Yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm.
1: No, you know what? I want to say, and it's interesting because I was talking to a woman earlier today, and one of the things that she was saying, you know, as we do the show on Tuesday from the pulpit to the couch where people receive biblical teaching, and we got into a real interesting conversation in regards to choices, and we were talking about how, Um, how we basically, we have a right to choose, and you talk about free will, and she was sharing with me how she was talking to a woman that was 60-something years old, and the woman indicated that she never felt like she had power or the right to make a choice. And a lot of times, whether we're talking about whether we live in the United States, whether we live in other countries, we start talking about that freedom. But there is power, a lot of power. We have way more power than what we think we do. Now, we know we got an election coming up. We're looking at this. We're looking at choices that's going to be made. We're looking at different things on the ballot. You know, so we start talking about a choice and start talking about a decision and choosing. How do you think we should put this all together so that the listeners can have a better understanding of the power that they in, that they have?
2: Well, one of the things, uh, if you look at Deuteronomy, the uh, 28th chapter, I, I mentioned that mm-hmm. in one of your previous shows. Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, it gives us a series of choices. In mm-hmm. the first 14 verses, it says, You shall receive blessings if, mm-hmm. and if is a conditional word. And okay. then it said, Curses will come upon you if. Once again, is a conditional word of the choices that you make, and the funny thing about that is, the first 10, first uh, fourteen verses are blessings, Ooh. but the fifty three verses talk about the curses. So fifteen Ooh. verses, fifteen through sixty eight, those are the curses. So, to me, it would be easy, like all I gotta do is follow these fourteen verses, I get blessed. Uh-huh. And you talk about fifty three where curses come upon you? Wow. Who can wow. say no contest? You know, even in a a a totalitarian uh uh country, a dictatorship mm-hmm. people have choices. Mm-hmm. I was just uh sharing with a church member the other day about this uh Christian man, his name was Watchman knee.
0: Mm-hmm. This man
2: was so prolific in his, in his belief and, and, and understanding of who God is. And he was sent to prison because he would not stop sharing the love of Christ in China.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Back in the early days, they were called boxes. Mm-hmm. And the boxes were persecuted because of their belief in Jesus Christ. But they mm-hmm. made a choice that mm-hmm. they were going to serve the Lord no matter what. Matter of fact, I can go so far to say, we here in America, we have it kind of cushy. Because yeah. of the, you know, people might talk about you, hurt your feelings, whatever, mm-hmm. but people are not talking about killing you and putting you in jail and stuff because of who you believe. Mm-hmm. Even the uh, uh, young young people in the Columbine Massacre, mm-hmm. Rachel Casey and this other uh, gentleman, they were asked, do you believe in Jesus? And they said yes. And they shot him in the head and killed them. They wow. knew if they would have answered yes and, and knew what was going to happen, but they said yes anyway. That was a conscious choice. As a matter of fact, I have to go so far and say I was ashamed because I didn't know how I would have answered that question okay. back then. Okay. And I had to really take well, a close look at myself.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Now yeah. I know how I would answer, but back then I didn't know.
1: And you know what, and it's interesting because as you're seeing it, I'm watching CNN, and it says um, why Christians should dump Trump. And, you know, and Mr. Tonina kind of went outside to take phone calls, because he's trying to avoid being on the show today. But he had brought up some information about blasphemy and talking about in Revelations. And, you know, we were talking about, I was talking to a person earlier today about power and some of the choices that we make. And even with this election, and they're trying to get it, put it in a way to where it's becoming one of religion, and people are fighting amongst one another. They're arguing amongst one another. It's causing so much division. Now, I'm just going to ask you the question as I'm watching it on CNN. So you won't think I'm making it up. And it says, Why could should dump Trump? You know, and I'm like, and Jordan was just asking me a question about. Of admiration, about, you know, because sometimes we choose things because it looks good, it sounds good, it smells good. So give me this one, give me that one. So when we start talking about these choices, there is power in that. We do have to make a decision. And I always tell individuals, even as a therapist, don't make a decision based on your emotions and make a decision that you can live with. That is your mm, mind. You
2: know what? It's, it, it's interesting. I had a uh conversation with a pastor friend of mine. Matter of fact, I asked her to to call in in the month of January when I'm on my fast time.
0: Mm-hmm. And we were
2: talking about uh the election and 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 why so many people uh, want to vote for Trump, because they're looking at uh, the same-sex marriage issues, what the Republicans stand for, and pro-choice. And she says something that i never looked at before. She says, if they believe in pro-choice, why are they trying to get rid of the uh, American Affordable Care Act? Why did Trump get that? She says they're not really pro-life. They're not pro choice. Because mm-hmm. it is that encompasses everything. You know, a lot of people are um, bamboozled with a misled yeah, because they talk about abortion and these things. No, uh pro choice includes all of that. And I've never mm-hmm. heard from that angle before. You know what I'm saying? Well we need to take Rachel. a hard look at, you know, the choices that we're making and why.
1: Correct. Correct. And you know what you just said, something that was real interesting, Mike? You said something how sometimes our choices can change, how sometimes we can be on this side of the fence and then later decide to be on another side of the fence in regards to our options. What is my choice? What do I have to choose from? And that right there is also very, very interesting. Now, if you want to call in on the show, again, give us a call, 516 and I'm going to go off Facebook Live and so I'm holding the phone. I'm trying to hold it close to the mic on the computer because I know that people can't hear me. I don't know why I need to start putting my little um, speakers up because I do have speakers. So, but the thing is it's very powerful because people don't realize how much power that they have. And I'm proud of individuals in regards to some of the things that they're doing because they're now looking at their options. They're starting to speak up. And we don't have to do things by being ignorant. We don't have to do things by being malice. We don't have to do things as far as being um, hateful and spiteful. You know, um, I was talking to Tony the other day. We were talking about he was talking about how um, in the past people would 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 protest. Yeah. And there's a difference between protesting and rioting. That is also a choice too. When individuals choose to do wrong, wrong can happen. Bad things can happen. And not to say if you choose the right thing, it's always going to be good because are always going to be consequences as it relates to what we choose. But like I said, we have to do something. So I'm going go did, did you say, about uh, did you, did you say something
2: about rioting? Yes. Okay, and uh, I just wanted to make sure gambling. I heard you correctly because uh Martin Luther King made this statement. He said riots are the language of the unheard. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa. Because you know yourself, Jeanette, with the population of people that you work with, a lot of times they do things out of frustration, yes. and they feel like nobody's hearing them. You know,
1: mm-hmm. or they get to the point where they don't care anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, we all get get to that uh, get to that place where if we're not being heard, and 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 people are devaluing, you know, what we have to contribute and what we say. Mm-hmm. Frustration comes out in many, many different ways, and, and and with children, of course, it comes out with destructive behavior because Correct. they don't know how to articulate, you know, their feelings and stuff, but even adults, uh, you know, we get to a point where we're like, okay, you can't hear me this way, so I'm going to mm-hmm. make sure you hear me, so I'm going to burn something up. I'm mm-hmm. going to destroy what you have. I'm going to threaten your peace and civility, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is about the type thing that's been going on for a, a long, long time now. You know, and, uh, Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter, uh, it talks about uh, choosing life. You know, that's another series of choices. Now, this is, let me see. These are five verses. Can I read them? Yes, you can. All right. right. This is uh, Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter, verses 15 through 20. And it reads, I'm reading from the New King James Version, as matter, a uh, matter of fact. See, I have set before you. Set before you means you're getting ready to make a choice. Mm-hmm. Today, life and good, death and evil. These are the things that are set before us. Verse 16, and that I command mm-hmm. you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and keep his commandments, his statutes mm-hmm. and his judgment. That you may live, giving us a choice here, and mm-hmm. multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. But if your heart turns away, so that you do not hear and are mm-hmm. drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I announce to you today that you shall surely perish. Mm-hmm. You shall not prolong wow. your day in the land which you crossed over into Jordan and go in and possess.
1: Mm -hmm. I call
2: heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have Mm -hmm. set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that Mm -hmm. both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him, for he Mm -hmm. is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give mm-hmm. to them. Once again, he's saying, okay, if you do this, man, you're going to have some good things happen to you. You're going to get some reward.
1: But if you choose this, there's consequences. Uh, you know, it's, it's
2: interesting you said that when you talked about
1: your um, your dependence. Sometimes i say, boy, oh, Reggie got way more than nine lives. Reggie got somebody else's 10th or 11th life, you know. So when we start talking about these powers of choices, there's some things we do have to, you know, we talk about these choices the power. And one of the things that I had when I was gathering this information and I saw, and it indicated that one of the greatest known things about having the power to choose is if you don't like the place where you're in life right now, change it you have the ability to change how you live living or take it to the Lord in prayer. Those are options. Those are a choice. Mm-hmm. Any comments in regard to that? Because I'm going to go off like I said and click on Facebook Live because I want to share some more information. But I did want to put that out there. We have the ability to change how we're living now. That's one of the things even with voting. Individuals are going to vote because they want to change things. You know, they're, they're having hope. They want to know that they got power. And the choices that they make. So again, if you want to join in on the show, if you have any comments, questions or concerns as it relates to the topic with the power of choice, give us a call at five one six three eight seven one nine one four and I wanna thank you out there at Facebook Live. Thank you. You know okay, uh,
2: you. you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about when they were talking about Jesus and they said does any good thing come out of Nazareth And and, uh, I was listening to this young lady uh, one day. She uh, grew up as a resident in Compton, and uh, Mm -hmm. she said most of her life all she heard was how bad Compton was.
0: Mm -hmm. And so
2: her dad and her family and everybody, uh, they now live in Baldwin Hills. Mm -hmm. But when uh, she uh, was, I guess, you know, Interviewing with it. her with her friends who uh-huh. are uh, all types of ethnicities uh-huh. and stuff, they said, Well, where'd you grow up from? And they say she was them Compton, and uh-huh. she could look at the 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 expressions on their faces
0: uh-huh. and
2: and then they had a young man who who grew up in gangs and stuff and and now he has his law degree and and people will tend to put you in a in a box put parameters around your life
0: and say oh. these are
2: the only choices that you have because the environment that you grew up in. Mm-hmm. And, and and you still have choices. A lot of times they try to take the choices out of out of your hands, but you have to make choices for yourself. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I have a saying all this all the time, I do not allow outside mm-hmm. circumstances to dictate what I have in my head and what I have in my heart.
0: Uh-huh. because
2: it's the choices that you make. You can make a choice whether you want to sell drugs or not. You can make the choices whether you want to uh, join gangs or not. You can make the choices if you want to live a life outside of the prophets of God. We all have choices that we can make.
1: That's true. That is so true. And a lot of times when we talk about, and you indicated that we all have choices that we can make, unless Tony Tony went in grabbed some candy, so he made choices, and your choices was, what was it, the last taffy Mr. I only eat how many calories a day? 600 calories a day. So I'm trying to get him to join in on the conversation because he don't want to talk about it. But he has some interesting points when we start talking about choices. And he, he brought something to my attention. He was talking about admiring, and I said respect, and admiration. And even when we start talking about choosing, even choosing people, A lot of times we get caught up in toxic relationships. We can get caught up in bad churches where we're not learning anything. You know, we get caught up in situations, and it's kind of like what you said before. You choose whether you want to be in a game. And even when we start talking about addiction, and I've heard it be saying, well, you know, you put that pipe in your hand. You chose to get high. What about some of the choices that people do make, Mike? Because sometimes we try to teach them about forgiveness, to repent, to, you know, to start to go the other way. How do you decide which way you're going to go with this fork in the road?
2: Well, you know, uh, you had mentioned Reggie a minute ago. And Uh let's see, this is 2020, and I prayed a prayer over Reggie's life probably about 17, 18 years ago. And one thing I do, one reason that he is still here is because of God's mercy and grace, because somebody has been praying for him.
0: Uh-huh. Because, uh, you, you
2: know more than anybody that really should have been dead and gone a long time ago.
0: Uh-huh. But it's under
2: God's mercy and grace that he's still here to give him a chance, to give her an opportunity to turn it all around, you know. Mm-hmm. I
0: didn't
2: even tell I you about the man. Some, some of the stuff I, I used to do growing him. up. I was definitely under God's grace and mercy.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't even tell you, Mike, about the last fiasco when when I got a call, a text message that that somebody had been on his Facebook page, and when I went on the page, all I saw was a bunch of police cars, and the person posted, "You ain't gonna make bail this time. You ain't getting out this time." I'm looking at all the police cars. I said, "Oh Lord, here we go again." And sure enough, the next morning he called me or texted me, Mom, I'm okay. Mom, I'm okay. I'm like, how do you, how do you? It was at least five or six police cars. You, They're taking pictures of you, and, and you out again? But Especially in light pictures. of all
2: the young black
1: men that's been
2: shot and killed by police. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, I know Reggie. I know Reggie very well. But I'm just like, wow. And, you know, and, and I get I get to the point to where we start talking about anger sometimes or disappointment, and sometimes when we look at people's options and choices, it's kind of like they're saying, why did you do that? What were you thinking? What made you do that? Sometimes I've gotten to the point, like I said, sometimes people just don't know no better. And sometimes you can give them all the information. You can lay all of this stuff in front of them.
2: And they'll still make a bad choice. Yep, and, and there it is. You know, and, and and me me and my pastor, we were talking the other day, and, and sometimes, you know, we both uh, get a little frustrated because, you know, we we feel that we're preaching what God has told us to preach, but yet still people still do what they want to do. But mm-hmm. that's their free will and that's their choice. All my job is is to present the word, and it's their decision to make whether they're going to accept it or reject it, put it aside, or whatever they're going to do with it. All my job is to put it out. I remember when I first got saved and became a Christian, I was trying to shove Jesus down your throat. You're going to to listen to me, and you're going to take this Jesus. Open up so I can shove him down your throat. And a cousin of mine who was a pastor, he said, Mike, Jesus saved the world. What are you trying to do? Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, you know, we who, who know the Lord, we have the Holy Spirit. He, the Holy Spirit is the one who directs our paths. The mm-hmm. Holy Spirit is the one that tells us to go, stay here, move, change there, do this and that. And mm-hmm. if we're under direction, then we won't get offended. We won't get our feelings hurt because it's not us that they're rejecting it. They're rejecting God and his word. That mm-hmm.
1: That is true. That is true So we're mm. talking about not only just the choices And the options Let's talk a little bit about that power What is that power about? Or how does the power come about?
2: Uh, explain to me the question I'm, I'm not getting what you mean
1: uh, Tony, you got the answer Tell us What is the power about, Tony? Why are you trying not to be oh. Why are you trying not to talk about it? Parking. Oh, that ain't going work. He got candy in his mouth. Okay, my question is, we start talking about choices. A lot of times, individuals don't realize the power that their choices have because they feel like sometimes they don't matter or it's not going to make a Who are you business. picking on? What did you say, Mike? Who are you picking on? You keep picking oh.
2: on somebody.
1: Who are you picking on? I'm picking on Tony because Tony was supposed to bring me some breakfast. <laughs> I mean, some lunch, and Tony didn't bring uh. me no lunch. <laughs> So he's trying not okay. to um say nothing, but he's going in there eating a piece of candy. But he claimed me on a diet, and um I'm just sitting like I'm waiting on my salad. But no, but he had brought something to my attention the other day about um, blasphemy, and he wanted to change. I wanted to talk about something else, and when we're talking about the power of choices, and I was telling him we're going to be talking about that today. And so he can share what it is he was talking about when we're talking about these choices. So he came and was trying to ask me about the election of who do I admire. And I'm like, I don't admire any of them. You know, but when we start talking about respect. So he's trying to pick my brain on things. And I noticed when he left the other day, he took the book of Revelation and he folded some pages down. Like I wasn't going to realize that he folded them for me to read it. So, see, he don't realize how, you know, he, he really don't know
2: who he messing with, Mike. He really don't. No wonder he ain't saying that. <laughs> he's
1: funny. <laughs> he don't have a clue, Mike. He don't have a clue. <laughs>
2: well, you know, uh, when I was in college, uh, I had an opportunity to spend about three or four days with Dick Gregory. And, and this man the wisdom that came out of his mouth, my head was about to explode, trying to take in everything that he was sharing with me. And a lot of things that he said, i retained in my memory. And I remember Dick Gregory saying, and I don't want to be too gross, but uh, he said, trying to pick your politician nowadays is like trying to pick your lunch between feces and maggots. Neither one of them are appetizing, and 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 whether you're Democrat, Independent, Greenpeace, whatever, all these different parties, Mm -hmm. none of them is no good. They're just picking the lesser of two evils. None of them really care because you have these guys that walk around with suitcases full of money called the lobbyists that that dictate how they're going to vote. Now every four years. They come around mm-hmm. and tell us a bunch of lies, and there's who the, who the one that tells the biggest and the best lie that gets put in the office. Mm-hmm. I don't put my trust in them. Mm-hmm. I, I put my trust in God. So To me, it doesn't matter who's on the Supreme Court. To me, it doesn't matter uh, to the point where who's in the Oval Office. But I do vote, broke off and here. I do you
1: have mean. my opinion, uh-huh.
2: but they don't stop right there for me because God is in control. Correct.
1: Correct. And you know and I was trying to get him to that I, I get that but I guess he don't think that I really get that because um now he's going to validate what I been saying. Thank you, Lord. Well, nobody disagreed with what you were saying, Tony. It's how you putting it together. And in regard to Well, okay. All right. now ain't going to start a fight, but okay. He ain't going to win that fight either. Okay, Mike. So when we start talking about the power of choices, how can we Motivate, they uplift, give individuals because some individuals are losing hope. Some individuals are feeling powerless. Some individuals are feeling as if they don't even matter, let alone what they have to say or do. Or and some individuals even want to give up on life. Mm-hmm. How can you witness or minister to these individuals so that they know that you do have power? And I know we well, can do all uh, things in Christ as Christian Well, in order for
2: you to gain power, you have to give it away. Now, that sounds like oxymoron, don't it? How can you give it's away hard. and gain something at the same time? Mm. But, you know, the Lord says... Uh, let's look over at Matthew sixteen twenty-four. Let me turn over here, right quick. Give me a second here. Matthew sixteen. Where you at? Okay, here we go. Matthew 16:24 says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, first of all, let him deny himself. Second, take up his uh-huh. cross. Third, follow me. So deny yourself, take uh-huh. up your cross, and follow him. Jesus even went further to say, He who li- loses his life shall find it. And those who find uh-huh. life you will know, have eternal life. You know the the word says. Uh, uh-huh. I shared this story in one of my sermons. Uh, it's been a pretty pretty good while ago when Jesus fed the five thousand with the loaves of bread and the fishes. It says that Jesus broke
0: uh-huh. the bread,
2: and then he fed the multitude of people. And I must have read that scripture, I can't even count the time. And for the first time, the Lord showed me, in order for you to be multiplied and, and, and to be at one with me, you have to be broken. You have to submit your will mm-hmm. to his will. You know, in the Lord's prayer that everybody talks about, thy will mm-hmm. be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, the only way that God's will is going to be done on earth as it is in heaven is that we have to submit to his power, to his authority over our lives. And the choices Mm -hmm. are easy to make when we are submissive to him. That is a bad, bad Mm -hmm. word for a lot of people talking about submitting. But when the Lord says, obey my commandments, follow Mm -hmm. me, in all these different uh ways that God is communicating to us, it still means that we have to submit. Even uh, uh in the drug program, mm-hmm. the one steps, it says that we uh admit to a power greater than ourselves. The power. And we must understand where mm-hmm. we stand in the things of God and how this world works. The more submissive that we are actually the more power that we do have. And one of the things, mm-hmm. uh, uh let's see, uh let's look at first Corinthians. And this is nine twenty seven. And it says, But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Mm-hmm. Subjection meaning bring it into control, lest what I preach to others I myself should become disqualified. So this is something that we have to do in order to excel in the things mm-hmm. of God. We have to discipline and ourselves. We have to bring it under control. And the way we bring it under control is bring it under control of the word of God. That's the only way. Okay.
1: Now, when we you talk about that, and you mentioned something, I believe you were talking about andronomy. And I'm looking at something, and it's coming from the Open Bible Info. It talks about in Deuteronomy 30, 15 through 19, and it says, See, I set before you today life and good, death and evil. If You you talked about obeying the commandments, and, but a lot of times, why is it that people choose to pick and choose which commandments they want to obey? Still like, I shall not kill, or I shall love thy neighbor, or like. It's like I like this one, but I don't like that one. And even though they're old, and it says that I declare to you today that you, well,
2: the
1: body of
2: flesh flesh operates on what I call the flesh principle. But we still
1: pick and choose. It says, "There, choose life, and that you and your offspring may live." So you spoke on that a little bit. But the question is because we still pick and choose. What either it sounds good, look good, it's good, smell good, or it's gonna be the easiest for us when it comes to our choice. That's like you're telling me to go to the gym. I tell you, I want to ride the stationary bike because it don't hurt as much if I gotta lift some weight.
2: Yeah, but you're, you're talking about exactly. one set of principles that appeals to the flesh, and the other uh-huh. one, other principles appeal to the spirit that's within you. That's why he says we have to make a choice. Every day that we wake up, we choose Ooh. whether we're going to operate in the flesh. And the flesh, realm, what I mean by the flesh, we operate in our intellect. We operate in our emotions. And you know, uh, how we feel. And, and, and there's the difference between being happy and have... having joy. Mm-hmm.
0: When you're happy,
2: happy right. goes up, down, and all around like a roller coaster. But joy, that's a constant in your life. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. so so we we must understand if we're making a choice to please the, the flesh. You know, here in the book of James it says sin is pleasurable only for a season, then after that death comes. Mm-hmm. So and you know, ice cream, sex she or whatever you into, long. yeah, it feels good, but it's only for a
1: moment. For some reason, Mike, you keep coming in and out, it keeps breaking up.
2: Well, I'm not moving. Uh, I've heard you break up too, so I don't know. You know, the devil don't like no good communication, so that's the way I attribute it to.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? That used to happen. Even we would be on our phone, we'd be talking on the
2: phone, and would get to scrambling, it's disconnected. We'd be like, "Oh my god!" Now we talk about yeah. everything, man. So, hey, we talk about what's Jesus, Then all of a sudden, the phone starts messing up.
1: That ain't yeah. that well, to when we start talking about, I can't hear you. What did you say? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. It was just saying like it was as if it was like a computer, like it was animated or something. So that was
2: Well anyway, I said, I was, you know, was, you know uh, on your way home we we'd be talking and we talk about anything and everything, but as soon as we start talking about Jesus, the phone started like messing up.
1: So that's no surprise to (laughs) me. That is true. That is true. That is so, so true. So, again, Mike, we start talking about even in, I'm looking at some information, that's coming from the Christian, talks about the Lord's great gift, the power to choose. And, um, you know, even Joyce Myers has talked about that, and she talks about one of the greatest gifts the Lord has given us is the power to choose. And, in fact, like you said, every day we are faced with hundreds of decisions, and we decide or not how to get out of bed, what to eat, you know, what, how to think about things. I even tell individuals, even with their attitude, you have a choice in regard to the attitude you would choose to embrace for the day. And even though it seems like many of choices are not that significant, it's important to understand that they do matter. And I think that's where a lot of times individuals get kind of, co- kind of get confused is because they feel like it don't matter. Now, good choices lead to God are good life. Sorry. And a lot of times we we know that good choices and bad choices both have consequences. But if we're trying to live like God or like Jesus, because we live like God but live like Jesus, it ta- it's going to take some might. It's going to take some practice. And you also got to know which road, which way you want to go. You brought up living in Compton, or or not living in Compton, but being in Compton. I remember when I told you when I was growing up, I couldn't stand in Compton. And I had to realize this city didn't do nothing to me. It wasn't Compton. It was the attitude of the individuals that resided in Compton. Because I left here like I am out of here. But I know that now I spend more time in custom than I do at home, and it's sad because <laughs> yeah. the attitudes of some of the people still haven't changed. Uh huh. And some individuals feel that they have no options, no choices. But also wisdom, wisdom plays a part in that too, because wisdom always chooses to do now what it will be satisfied with later on. So we also have to basically be careful not to be foolish with our choices, and we also have to make and take into consideration
2: consequences. Do you remember the uh, equation I used to write on the board and for the client? To. Life, experience, plus knowledge. Remember that? What was that? And I would say equal. I would write life mm-hmm. experience plus knowledge equals what? And I would like, what does that mean? And I'd be hearing all kind of answers, and most of the time they would never get it. And I I would tell them then, life experience plus knowledge equals wisdom. Wisdom keeps you from going back, making the same mistake over again. And uh, when we talk about Mm -hmm. uh, the attitude, Chuck Swindoll, you remember that uh, paper I put in the program?
1: Uh, all right, with uh, yep. I
2: said, I remember Chuck window politically, about 10%
1: attitude? Of what a yeah, so 10% of mm-hmm. what a person do, 90% of
2: how you react and respond to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, life is 10% of what happens to us, 90% of how we react to it. The only thing we can control is our attitude. And and one of my sayings that I have, an attitude displays your mm-hmm. gratitude, to give you the altitude, the sword in the heavens for God. You that You might walk before mm-hmm. him in all his ways and all his commandments and all his consonants. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about our attitude. Mm-hmm. Our attitude could make or break us. Our attitude could set the tone for our whole right. day. If you you know, if you start off in the morning and you go to work, the police pull you over and gives you a ticket and it's like nine o'clock in the morning, are you gonna allow that ticket to ruin your whole day and take it out on everybody? Or are you just gonna take uh-huh. it what it is and keep it moving, you know? Correct.
1: Correct. And like I said, I wanna emphasize the word choice. It's a powerful words. In other words, we think of it as powerful because of the rewards it avails to us, but really What is powerful is the fact that we can make a choice. And like I said, I mean, even you know me as a therapist, when it comes to working with individuals and they start telling me what they can't do, I always say you can't do it because you won't do it. Or people say, well, it's not possible for me. No, it is possible for you if you believe. So, you know, we got to do better. You know, and, and it's been said when you know better, you do better. But we Mm -hmm. have to get back to the point where, you know, even with with God, and we talk about, you know, some people think "Well, I was forced to do this, and like you said, God wants us to choose because we love him and we want to obey him to make our decisions. And a lot of times people say, well, I have to. I I, I don't have no choice. I don't, you know, and sometimes I go back and I'm like, you know, you're repeating yourself. You're chasing your tail. But you got to go back to your options, your choices. What are the choices you have? And that's one of the things I actually believe in in therapy. What are your options? What are you going to do? Because
2: you're going to do what you want to do anyway. You, like. you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, I just got through watching this old, old movie called A Piece of the Action. Do you remember that movie with Sidney Poitier and Bill Cosby? Uh-huh. And the movie was about a bunch of teenage kids who had low self You are really day.
1: breaking up, my Uh-huh. So, okay,
2: well, mm-hmm. you know you know where that's coming from, but anyway, the movie was about some teenage kids who was in a job training program who had no education, no skills, bad attitude,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and they would always self-sabotage themselves in order to have an excuse of why they're not mm-hmm. successful and And the movie goes on, and it shows how they overcame and how mm-hmm. they pushed through and how they begin to look at themselves. And a lot of times, people are the same way. Before we fail, we already have failed. Sounds kind of crazy, but it's true. Before we Mm -hmm. fail, we've already failed because of the way how we think about ourselves, the way how we view the world, Mm -hmm. what society, what moniker society has put upon you. And so you're like, well, I'm already a failure, so why mm-hmm. try? You cannot allow words mm-hmm. to 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 mm-hmm. formulate mm-hmm. your thinking. Uh, Maya Angelou said, "It's not what people call you, It's what you answer to."
1: Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, Mike. I don't know if you're calling me from your cell phone or if you're on a computer. I have no idea, but. You said Maya Angelou. No, I'm calling on the same phone.
2: I'm calling on the same phone that I always call on.
1: I'm telling you what it is. (laughs) Wow.
2: Okay, repeat what you were saying in regards to Maya Angelou. I said Maya Angelou made a statement, it's not what people call you, it's what you answer to.
1: Oh, okay, you cannot
2: you. allow people's words to mold you and fashion you and how you view yourself,
0: mm-hmm.
2: especially among African-Americans okay. and, and the people it, it of brown keeps, of color. I don't, I don't um, even um, like I wanna using go into that word. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Huh? Huh? You I want
1: to go a little bit, and we have like 14 minutes left on the show. And like I said, if you want to call in, give us a call at 516 387 and I want to talk a little bit about exercising your power of choice, because a lot of times we start talking about exercising your power of choice, and people talk about free will, and that is one of the most frequently asked questions of the theology of all time. is what individuals feel that say it's not a voice as, it's as question as objective as the sovereign of God, but we start talking about free will. A lot of times, my individuals
2: don't even understand what that means. What does that mean by free will? When you tell somebody they got free
1: will to make a choice. Free will, you can do anything you want to. It's your choice. You don't even want to. If you, you want to go well, out and rob mean, and steal, lie,
2: cheat, whatever, you have the freedom to do so. If you want to uh, obey the laws, to mm-hmm. treat people nice, Never lie, never steal, or whatever. That's your choice. Also, mm-hmm. we have the freedom of choice.
1: Uh huh. And so is, it's, it's a well person's choice.
2: How many times have you heard? Well, I couldn't help it. I had to do what I had to do. Come on, man, oh. don't give me that. That's just an excuse for bad behavior.
1: You know what? And that is so interesting. Got you. Got you. How Tony, many you extras have you heard talking about? I well, I hey, ain't working for no ten dollars an hour,
2: but they want to knock you outside, here, and take your it. car. You know? Yeah. Okay, Tony, on,
1: on the whole other side of the room, and they can't
2: hear you. What did you say, Tony? Say, when it comes to free will, God is love, but His love has laws. So basically, you you do have free will, but that is still governed.
1: He was talking about you do have free will, but it's still governed. And a lot of times when individuals, sometimes they get to the point to where they just don't care or they feel like nobody else cares. And like you said, Mike was speaking about earlier how we see that a lot in, in children, but when we start talking about adults, you know, you would expect for adults to uh, even know better. We start talking about that, and I'm looking at some information in regards to even the theology of choice. Because, you know, on the show today, we've been breaking down choice in a lot of different ways in regards to its power, in regards to the free will. And now I'm touching a little bit even on the theology and when we start talking about the believer's choice. And part of it is when you know God. You know, we always say, when you know better, you do better. And I'm looking at something, and it's even going into just basically even a character, a man, a character of God. But when you know God, and when you know, it's like knowing your parents. If you know you do something, you go get in trouble. It's like Ryder and I was last night. Ryder knew.
0: <laughs>
1: Ryder knew what he was doing. He was going to get in trouble. All it took was Tisha coming on in that room. And Tisha was walking so lightly. Mike, we didn't even hear Tisha coming. But, but boy, that Ryder, and it's like he chooses to make that decision, <laughs> and then when he get in trouble, and then it's like Granny, help me, Granny, save me. And all I could do was laugh. And then was like, Mom, you're laughing don't help. Your laughing don't make it you no know better. But I'm looking at Granny like, do you know you gonna get in trouble. So how can we, if if kids struggle with that, and you know we talk about knowing Jesus or knowing God, how can we? As being assault, salt, how can we help individuals like when it comes to this topic with exercising, utilizing, understanding the importance of their power? Because I'm looking at something to talk about the importance of choice and its power to determine destiny, meaning your destiny. What do you want out of life? What do you want for your life? What is your purpose?
2: Well, I, I don't know if you remember this other form that I used to use in the classes, and 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 the way it ran was every thought brings forth an action. Repetitive action mm-hmm. develops habits. Your habits uh, develops your destiny. And and, mm-hmm. and it, it work, always works in a succession. You know how we live our life because everything that's conceived is conceived in the mind first. Mm-hmm. You have that thought, and then the, the the thought manifests itself in your behavior, in your mm-hmm. action, In the repetitive action you develop those habits. Mm-hmm. And you know when once you develop a habit, then that develops your destiny, But which direction mm-hmm. you're going go to go into. So you always have to start off with the conception of what's in your mind and what's good and bad, what's, what's, what's light and darkness. I used to have another question I would ask the class. I, and I would give the analogy, a 14-year-old boy goes on the bus, he blows himself up with 60 people, what the mm-hmm. man right or wrong. Well, he was wrong. And some people say, well, I don't know, it depends on why he did it. And so the next mm-hmm. question was, what do you use as a barometer? What do you use as a guide to say what's right and what's wrong? Mm-hmm. Because that 14-year-old boy that blew himself up on the bus, he might have been raised that way since birth Correct. to hate a certain group. Mm-hmm. He might have been raised this way that you're going to martyr yourself. He might have been trained that way. So what decides what's good, what's bad? What's mm-hmm. light, what's darkness You have to have a barometer. You have to have a standard In which to show you And for me, the standard is the word of God mm-hmm. you That know is I, the standard that I judge to all things by
1: It's interesting you said that Because we talked a little bit about choices We talked about destiny And I'm looking at some information And it is from inspirationalchristians.org <laughs> And it talks about in Philippians 4, and Paul declares that he had made a choice to be content, whatever the circumstance. We talk a little bit about it as it relates to this election. We talk about it in regards to some of the things that are happening, with weather, whether it's COVID, whether it's having to do telehealth, whether it's schooling our children, meaning no matter what, I'm going to make a choice to be content, whether, whatever the circumstances. And he learned that attitude is, attitude and the right mindset can turn obstacles into opportunities. And when I'm looking at this stuff, because we're sitting here now watching the Trump rally, we're holding a rally in Michigan, looking at all these people, some of these people are afraid they're going to be losing their jobs, they don't know what they're going to do. You know, people are talking about what's going to be happening with health care, what's going to be happening with the right to choose. You know, there's a lot of things that's going on, and some individuals are predicting their happiness and their lifestyle in regard to this. But one of the things that I'm looking at, even with this article, and it indicates the secret of happiness is to not do what you like to do but learn to like what you have to do. Now, mm-hmm. choice is an opportunity to make a difference. We don't need to be what we are to be to be where we are in a situation. We have the capacity to be more than we are. And even though circumstances can vary from person to person, because a lot of individuals are in a lot of different situations right now, you know, and sometimes people don't want your sympathy, they just want your empathy or your understanding. But we have to decide to be, uh, when we talking about when we start talking about um, in, 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 even in individual circumstances and our situation, but we have to also learn to turn some things over to God. And sometimes before I make a choice, I pray on it. You know, because you know, Mike, as long as you've been knowing me, I can be real impulsive at times. When Jeanette wanted to do something, Jeanette would go do it. Jeanette didn't care what the outcome was going to be, she just did it. And I uh-huh. have to realize there were consequences to some of my decisions and the choices that I made in life. So I had to learn how to use wisdom. I had to learn how to sit my butt down. I even had to learn how to shut up sometimes because you know I had a problem with that, too. I was like writer. We always got to have a laugh. Amen. <laughs> Look, I came a long ways, okay? I came a long ways. Okay. <laughs> so, God, I've seen Oh, God. I have you know seen it. License. You know I have because I was always in trouble. <laughs> so, when we start talking about these choices and why choices can bring accomplishment and purpose, whilst the opposite is unproductive and unfruitful. And the opportunities that have come our way can be gone forever if we ignore them. So, you know, we just got to be, like I said, mindful of some things. Tony, anything you want to say, because you're trying your best not to talk to me. You. you know you got something to say. You got the opportunity to say it. Great, day. You know what? You're so full of it. Okay. Thanks. Come
2: on, have a great day. Okay, Mike, what else do you want the listeners to know as we talk about the power of choice? Well, I pretty much uh, laid out the best of my ability what I believe uh, the power of choice is. Mm -hmm. And, And the thing about it is every day, just want to share every day that you wake up, every day. There's a series Mm -hmm. of choices that we all have to make.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Be willing to make those choices and be willing to uh, uh, enjoy the rewards of good decisions, but Mm -hmm. also at the same time, be prepared to accept the consequences of making bad decisions. The Mm -hmm. choice is yours.
1: Wow. I like that, Mike. And I'm looking at some information right here, and it talks about, Let us not let time slip by, for our choices today can change our tomorrow. And the place that we are right now can be disrupted. But we got to be mindful of that, especially when we start talking about the power of anointing, of liberation, and of blessing. So when we start talking about we need to learn how to make a better choice that will make a difference, and the ones
0: that will glorify God. We
1: gotta learn how to stop living for ourselves and learn how to, you know, when we start talking about God's will. Because a lot of times people are just messy. And um, there are consequences. They I always tell people, I'm gonna be held accountable. I can't just always do what I wanna do all the time. But I like how Cynthia Washington said in The Great Debater, I do what I have to do so I can later do what I wanna do. But even with some of the things you want to do, you still got to utilize wisdom and realize that there is power in your choices or you do have power. Mm -hmm.
2: That's right.
1: Okay. That is right. So, Mike, if people wanted to find you, where can they find you? If they wanted more information.
2: Well, I don't do any Facebook things or whatever. I do – Send out a daily scripture called uh, God Speak. And matter of fact, Jeanette, you know I think you're on the list. So if you want to forward those messages, I send over 320 messages a year, as the Lord leads me to. And uh, it's been truly a blessing for me uh, that God so decided to use today, me as one of the things that, that He uses before. What, what was your message
1: for today? Because I didn't even check my emails. I got like 20. 20- Seven
2: thousand, twenty-six thousand emails. Probably more than that. But what, what what's your message for today? My message for today was, hmm, let me look. Oh, talking about love. By this, the world will know uh, who we are. That we love one. That we have love one for another.
0: Well, I said the Lord
2: gives me over three hundred twenty messages every year, and uh, it's been truly a blessing, and I really enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. And I will continue as long as the Lord uh, allows me to.
1: Mhm. And when you talk about love, love is a strong emotion. Love is a powerful emotion, and a lot of times love is a choice. I mean, you know, you could choose to love, you could choose to hate. It's like you're going to get more benefits out of love than you are out of hate, and with A lot of times, individuals don't realize because they feel like, I have to love you or I have to dislike you. It's okay. I always tell the individuals, it's okay to disagree, but it's not okay to disrespect. So I want to thank you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And today's topic was the power of choice. And if you chose to listen, I say you didn't choose to call in, but that's fine. But please choose to share the information. And I look forward to speaking with you guys next week. So until then, remember, you got this, and
2: thank you for joining us. And, Mike, you didn't say the name of your church. What's the name of the church? Oh, it's uh, it's Grand True Friendship Missionary Baptist Church, 1843, West Vernon Avenue, Los Angeles, California. And if I may, can I close in prayer, please?
1: Yes, you may.
2: Okay. Well, Father God, I just want to thank you for another time to gather together to glean from your word. Father, I pray that your word is... Been planted in good soil, and that the soil shall produce much fruit that that fruit shall remain. Father, I thank you for all the listeners that was on the line today. Continue to bless them, continue to guide them in all of your ways. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right,
1: mate, I'll
2: talk with you later. All right, take care.
1: Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye.